are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. We're talking about the law of faith. We're here in Romans, the third chapter. Let's read again verse 27. Where is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law of works? No or nay. It says in the King James, he's saying no, but by the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. So Paul says we are justified. Someone described justified as being just if I'd not sinned. I think that's a good definition of it. It's just as if I had not sinned. We're justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Is he the God of the Jew only? Is he not also of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also. Seeing it is one God which shall justify the circumcision by faith and the uncircumcision through faith. Now let's look at this verse for a minute. Paul says that he shall justify the circumcision by faith and the uncircumcision through faith. Now under the old law, you see the Jews, they were circumcised. And here he says he will justify the circumcision by faith and the uncircumcision through faith. In other words, under the law, they had to be circumcised. But now, he says, the uncircumcision, those that are not circumcised without the law, they're justified through faith, through the fact that they understand through faith they don't have to be. The others were justified because they did the work or did what it said and were circumcised. He said now they can be justified through faith in the knowledge that they don't have to be. In other words, it's not of works now, it's not of the letter of the law, it is through faith. Do we then make void the law through faith? He says, God forbid we establish the law. Now what does Paul mean when he says we establish the law? I'm convinced what Paul is saying here is that we establish the law of faith. We establish the law, and and I like to say it this way, I call the law of faith the law of the new covenant. You see, there was a law of the Old Covenant, which was works under the Old Covenant. But now we're talking about a law under the New Covenant. And it's called by Paul the law of faith. Go with me to Galatians, the uh, fifth chapter. Here in the fifth chapter, Paul gives us some more insight. Let's just begin reading with verse 1. Galatians 5, 1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made you free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Behold, I, Paul, say unto you that if ye be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. Now notice Paul is talking to the Galatians, to the Jews, actually. And here he's saying, stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made you free. Don't come back under the bondage of this law. The law was good for what it was accomplishing and what it did, but now he says there's something better. Behold, I, Paul, say unto you that if ye be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. In other words, if you go back to the deeds of the law to get your righteousness, Christ won't profit you anything. For I testify again that every man that is circumcised, that he is a debtor to do the whole law. 
Christ is become of no effect unto you, whosoever of you are justified by the law, ye are fallen from grace. Now that's a strong statement. Can you understand what the Apostle Paul is saying here? He's saying, if you think you're going to be justified by the law, then he says you are fallen from grace. In other words, you can't operate under the law and grace. You've got to choose. And he said, you chose, in essence, what he said in verse 1. He said, you chose grace and the liberty, but now are you going to be entangled again with the yoke of bondage? Are you going to bring yourself back under the law and the things that were under the old law? He says, if you do, you are fallen from grace. Now, you see, they had a problem with this. Sometimes people say, well, you know, we don't have a problem with that today. But yet, we do have a problem with it. Because there's people that are trying to live both by grace and by the law. And you can't do that. You're going to have to choose And you have to go by the way of the Word. Look at verse 5. For we through the Spirit wait for the hope of the righteousness by faith. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. Now see, he's brought us back to faith or to the law of faith. He says faith worketh by love. Circumcision doesn't avail anything, or uncircumcision doesn't avail anything, but he says faith that worketh by love. In other words, the law wouldn't change what was. But thank God faith will change what is. We need to realize that. When they offered sacrifices under the old law, did you realize that under the law, when they offered a sacrifice, it did not do away with their sin? It just simply swept it under the rug, so to speak. It still existed. It was still there. There was no remission under the Old Covenant. I think probably the best illustration to give concerning that is that if you go out here and go down the street and uh, run a stop sign, a stoplight, and you get arrested, you know, they stop you and give you a ticket. Well, probably, I don't know what it is, probably $30. They fine you $30. Now, if you go pay that $30, then they won't prosecute you for that act that you did that broke the law. They won't prosecute you. That doesn't mean you wasn't guilty. It just means they're not going to prosecute you for it because you paid the fine. That's the way sacrifices was. It was payment for a fine that they were charged. Because they sinned, they had to offer a sacrifice. That just kept them from being prosecuted for that and did not do away with it. They were still guilty. And if you've noticed, you get speeding tickets. You get so many of them, and they put those things on their record. Get so many of them, and they'll pull your license, man. I mean, they're not going to put you in jail for a speeding ticket if you pay it. So what I'm saying is, it was like paying a fine under the old covenant. Didn't do away with it. It's still there. The sin's still there. You just wasn't put in jail for it. But thank God under the new covenant, there is redemption. In fact, I think it's Colossians that says he nailed it to the cross the ordinances and things that were against us, he nailed them to the cross. I think one translation says that he not only did away with the law, but says that it removed the handwriting from the note. <laughs> How would you like to go down to the bank and you think you owe them $20,000, you know, and you go down there to tell the guy you don't have the money to pay it, and he pulls the note out, and there's no handwriting on the note. There's no signature on the note. <laughs> he says, I don't guess you owe anything. There's no signature on the note. There's no handwriting. Just a blank sheet of paper. 
Well, thank God that's the way it is under the new covenant. When you receive Jesus as the Lord of your life, it is through the law of faith that it changes what is. The old covenant couldn't change what was. Under the new covenant it's changed, and it becomes as though it never happened. Christ is become of no effect unto you, whosoever you are, that are justified by the law, ye are fallen from grace. Now go with me to Romans, the 10th chapter. I believe it's important that we understand what Paul is driving home to us here. Because the devil is out to get you under condemnation about things that may have happened years ago or something. Now let's read from Romans, the 10th chapter. Verse 1. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. But I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. I'm convinced that there are many people today that are doing that. They have not submitted themselves unto God's righteousness, but they go about to establish their own righteousness by the good things they do. Now, don't misunderstand me. You ought to do good things. Can you say amen to that? Amen. You ought to pay your tithes. You ought to give an offerings. You ought to go to church. You ought to do all these things, but that does not make you righteous. Righteousness is by faith in Jesus Christ. So if you go about to establish your own righteousness, try to gain entrance into the kingdom of God through what you do, Paul says you're fallen from grace. And here he said this is what the Jews did. Going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God, for Christ is in for the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. Thank God if you are one that believeth, then it is the end of the law for righteousness, and now it is by faith. Now let's read again from verse 4. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. For Moses describeth the righteousness, which is the law, that the man that doeth those things shall live by them. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. Now let's stop there. Let's look at what he said. Now, see, we're talking about a law. We're talking about the law of faith, which I call the law of the new covenant. But what would it say? Verse 8. What saith it? The word is nigh thee. Now, this is what the righteousness which is of faith says. The righteousness which is of faith says, the word is nigh thee. I'd say it this way. The word is nigh me, even in my mouth and in my heart. That is the word of faith which Paul preached. <laughs> See, Paul said the word of faith which I preach. Now notice Paul calls the word of God the word of faith. Can you see that? God bless you. I do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now our offer all this week is book offer number 7507. It's How to Avoid Tragedy and Live a Better Life. It's a 109-page paperback for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. In this book, We'll give you an insight into what opens the door to the devil and how to overcome the things that come your way. You know, some people believe that everything that comes to you in life is God's will for you. No, that's not true. Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. 
if it has to do with having life and having more abundantly, it comes from Jesus. But the problems, the troubles, and the things that destroy your life does not come from God. God is not the destroyer. The scriptures say that Satan is the destroyer. And the Greek word translated destroyer means ruiner. He came to ruin your life. And you need to know that it's not God's will that all these things that come to you in life happen to you. Now, some of them may be, but it's because of sowing and reaping. You know, you can sow a seed and reap a harvest. Whether it's a good seed or a bad seed, you're going to reap a harvest. Now, you've heard people say, God will never put more on you than you can bear. That's not what he said. The scripture says, God will always make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it or to come through it or overcome it. In other words, you're going to have to act on the word of God to overcome the things that come against you, many of them especially, if you will just get the word of God in your mouth and begin to speak it. That's offer number 7507, How to Avoid Tragedy and Live a Better Life. It's a 109-page paperback for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. That's 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.